0: Coming up on the Romel Anakin Show, I'm going to share with you the foundation that every relationship you have needs to have if you want it to thrive. I'm also going to share with you the big mistakes that you absolutely must avoid and the key things you need to do to build that foundation. I'm Ramel Anakin and welcome to the Romel Anakin Show. Maestro, let's get it started. Yes. I love that theme song. And if you're wondering why I selected that for my show, it's because I love the music of the big band era. Now, the Glenn Miller Orchestra is my favorite, but you, know, you got Tommy Dorsey and and uh, Benny Goodman and and that whole era I just love. So in putting the show together, I made a decision that we were going to incorporate something that sounded uh, with that big band sound, I should say. So I do enjoy that theme song. Okay, so there are certain people in my life whom I love dearly, but whenever I am in their homes, before I eat anything, before I drink anything, I always do my best to check the expiration date on any foods or any drinks in their homes. Okay, salad dressing, for sure, you got to check that stuff. Mayo, milk, a cream, some kind of meats, right? Luncheon meats, cheeses, those things like that. Any kind of those things in the fridge, you better believe. I am checking the date. I'm looking at the color. I, I'm i trying to get a whiff, right? <laughs> of Of the food before putting it in my body to ensure that the food is all right. Hey, can you relate? Hey, is there someone that, that you're thinking of right now as I'm sharing the story with you? All right, if so, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, why do we go through those extreme lengths? When you're at the house and you're trying to clandestinely look at the expiration date on the back of that ranch dressing, and then you look at it, you go, 2007. Who has got ranch dressing from 2007? Your brother-in-law, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? So, and, and you're trying not to be rude and you're trying to make sure that they don't see you checking the dates. And now, why do we do that? Why do you go through those extra lengths to check the dates, take a whiff, make sure everything is okay? Because... If you don't trust that food to be safe, if you don't trust that food to be not spoiled, man, you're not putting it in your body because you know what could happen to you if you do, right? You put that bad sour cream on top of your tacos and you eat that, you know what's going to happen, right? You know what's going to happen. And so you make sure to play it safe. Right? You make sure to play it safe before you put something in your body. Well, in the same way, if the people in your life do not tr- feel safe with you, if they do not trust you, if they're worried that you are going to have the same effect on them as like some kind of bad egg salad, <laughs> you're not going to have the kind of relationships that you need to live the life you desire. So, so what am I saying? Safety and trust is the foundation of all good relationships. Safety and trust is the foundation of all healthy relationships. Safety and trust is the foundation of all meaningful relationships. In other words, your wife must feel safe with you and trust you. Or your husband must feel safe with you and trust you. Your children must feel safe with you and must trust you. Your boss must feel that you are a safe person and a trustworthy person. Maybe you lead people. Well, your employees need to feel safe with you and that you are a trustworthy person. If you're in sales, your customers need to feel that you are safe and trustworthy. If you are a provider of a service, maybe you're an attorney. Well, your potential clients need to feel safe uh, safe, uh, with you as an attorney and that you are a trustworthy attorney. Is there such a thing? I'm just kidding if you're an attorney here. When I was younger, I really wanted to be an attorney. So just getting there. So here's the deal, right? The people around you must feel safe and trust you. So here's what I know. As, as many of you know, uh, I'm a professional speaker, consultant, and coach, and so I work with many teams across the country. And One of the big areas that people ask me to work with their teams on, whether it's as a speaker, whether it's in training, whether it's coming in in a more in-depth role, uh, is on the issue of leadership. And so whenever I work with a corporate team that's having issues, when I'm, whenever I'm working with a team that is underperforming or the morale is low, what I usually know, even before I step in there, is that there is probably a lack of trust among the team because there is a lack of safety. Now, this could look like the team not trusting the leader to lead. Or this could look like the leader not trusting the team to do what the team needs to do. Or this could look like everyone not feeling like it's a safe place to be, a safe place to share, a safe place to innovate, a safe place to take a risk, or a safe place to uh, to make a mistake. And so whenever my wife Casey and I chat with a married couple, for example, that's having issues, whether it's a huge issue, like they're considering divorce, or separation, or even if they're just feeling stuck and stagnant, man, I know even in that situation that there's probably an issue with trust and safety in the relationship, right? So safety and trust is a huge component of our professional lives. It's also a huge component of our our personal lives, our personal relationships. In fact, this is so important that in our marriages that connect program, which is Casey and my, our faith-based marriage program uh, that helps couples communicate and connect better. We use a specific framework called the relational traction model so that couples can have an absolute crystal clear idea of what it actually looks like to build safety and trust in a relationship because it's that important. So when we knew we wanted to move into the marriage space and, and help people with that, we knew that we needed to focus on safety and trust and actually create uh, a, a way for people to, to visualize what tr- safety and trust looks like, sounds like, and feels like because it's that important. Well, in my corporate leadership training programs and I work with teams, I also have a version of that model that I teach, again, because safety and trust is that important. Now, for the purpose of our time together today, here is what I want you to really think about. Okay, are you with me? You are always building trust or breaking trust. You are always proving that you are safe or proving that you are unsafe. Now, here's what can make this confusing. People may like you, they may love you, they may love being around you and still not feel safe with you, right? Your spouse may feel safe and trusting with you in one area of your relationship and not feel safe in another. So maybe your wife loves how you handle the kids, but not how you handle the finances. Okay. Or your boss may appreciate how you communicate with coworkers, but not trust you to communicate positively with customers. Okay. Every single time, every single time you interact with someone, they are asking themselves, can I trust you? Do I feel safe with you? Wait, wait a minute. Should I feel safe with you? So here's the brutally honest question we all need to ask. Are we safe people? Are we safe people? Are we the kind of people that others can trust? Are we the kind of people that others can trust? And that's a tough question because we are who we are, right? Our normal is our normal. And so what I'm asking you to do, guys, to have incredible relationships in your life is to start to see this from the other person's point of view. Would the people in your life expect, say that you're a safe person in the ways that matter? Would they say that you are unsafe? Would they say that you are trustworthy? Would they say that you are untrustworthy? Right? You know, and so it's even asking ourselves the questions, in what areas in my relationships am I safe? Like, where... Do people know I can go to him with this situation? And where are the places where people are like, heck no, I ain't talking to him about that one? We're not going there with him. And where are those places? What is that? Right. Here's here's a good way to start that, that conversation internally with yourself, right? Is what do people expect you to do in any given situation? Right, for example. Let's say you've scheduled a coffee meeting with a friend. Does your friend expect you to be there on time? Or is she expecting you to be late? Or is she worried that you're not going to show up at all? Or maybe it's your turn to run the meeting at work. What are people expecting you to do? Do people expect you to be prepared? Do they expect you to just wow them? Do they expect you to run efficient and an I'm sorry, an efficient, well-run meeting. Or do they expect you to kind of come in and wing it and see what happens? And they're just keeping their fingers crossed that this time is better than the last. Your spouse had just vented to you about something. What does she expect you to do? Like You've just made a big mistake. How do people expect you to handle it? Now, These, again, are tough questions, and it's questions we don't often ask ourselves, but it's really important to know, how do people look at us? Do people view us as safe and as trustworthy? Now, there are some extremely common things that people do that make them less trustworthy and less safe to others. Now, some may be obvious, and we're going to share some of those with you just to make sure that you know exactly what you need to know, but others are not as obvious as you might think. And I'll share both of those uh, categories with you right after the coffee break. That's right, friends. It is coffee break time. Let's do this. It is the coffee break time. But before we dive into today's coffee, I want to let you know that today's coffee break is brought to you by my free Respark Your Relationship Guide. If your marriage could use a little or a lot of a Respark and you're not sure about where to start, that's exactly why I created my free Respark Your Relationship Guide. In the guide, I share with you five big strategies that you can apply immediately to start to rebuild and re-spark your relationship the right way. So I share with you five big strategies. There's a workbook on the back of it, thought-provoking questions. I've had a lot of people tell me that that free resource is super powerful and very, very helpful to them. And so if you want to grab yourself the respark your relationship guide, just click on the show notes and you find all the information there. So good. So now let's dive into the coffee. Today's coffee, here in one of the official Ramel Anakin Show mugs, if you're watching on the YouTube, there it is, is Melozio Decaffeinato from Nespresso. And oh my goodness, I love my Nespresso machine. My, my wife got me the Nespresso machine a few Christmases ago. One of the best gifts ever she's ever gotten me. But my wife gives amazing, amazing gifts. But uh, it is the gift that keeps on giving. And so today, it's the Melozio Decaffeinato. So it's the decaffeinated Melozio coffee. Now, Nespresso says this, the Melozio Decaffeinato delights twice. It's Latin American, Arabica's delight with smooth cereal and honeyed sweetness even after decaffeination, here's the Malozio. Let's let's try this out again. I haven't had this one in a little while, um, so let's see. I got to do that like the wine tasters, right? Like the sam. I I couldn't even say that right. The the sommeliers, sommelier. Someone knows how to pronounce that. Let me know. Yeah, that's really good. It's got a darker flavor to it, but it's not dark. Um, at least to me. And right now I've just got stevia in it. I did not put any cream in it uh for for this time, but it does. It's got a it, it's got a really, really great flavor. It is probably my favorite out of the decaffeinated coffees Nespresso offers. I've also done their half calf, which is okay. It's not my favorite. It's the one they give you for free if you order a certain amount of coffees and everything. So, not my fave, uh but the de decaffeinato. I didn't say that right. de decaffeinato. I'm not Italian, y'all. Um, today's coffee break drink of the day. All right, y'all. Now that I have my coffee, I want to share with you the four things you need to avoid doing if you want to build a foundation of trust and safety in your relationships now the first one the first thing to avoid is probably the most obvious and it's this one don't lie don't cheat and don't steal now again as i mentioned this is probably the most obvious so we'll start here the moment you do any one of these and it is exposed is the moment that any foundation of safety and trust that you have built with the people in your life crumbles away. Now, I know. I know you know this. I know everyone knows this. Everyone listening to this knows that lying is not a good thing, that cheating is not a good thing, that stealing is not a good thing. But here's what happens, right? As humans, we often tell ourselves things like, we're justified in lying because... Right, It's okay if I lie to my boss about that because he doesn't pay me enough. Hey, listen, I'm not telling my wife that because I don't want to hurt her feelings or she's going to freak out if she finds out. And I don't want to ruin the weekend, right? You see what I'm saying? So we often tell ourselves things that tell us it's okay to lie it's okay to cheat it's okay to steal in this situation or because i feel that i'm justified i feel like it's okay i feel like the 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 scenario i'm in right now makes it all right right regardless of the circumstances of why people lie cheat or steal once it happens It will often take a long time to rebuild that trust. And the person who will suffer most from that may be you. It may be you. So I know I'm starting with something obvious. I know I'm starting with something that we all know. But I just wanted to make sure that we started here. Because it is always a good reminder to to just check ourselves, man, before, i was just thinking, I can hear my wife going, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? It is important because we are going to tell stories. We're, we're going to tell ourselves stories that what we're doing is okay, even when it's not. So if you want to build safe and trust, safety and trust in your relationships, it's crucial that you do not lie, that you do not cheat and you do not steal. Okay. Number two is what I call boundary busting. Boundary busting. So many years ago, uh, we lived in a townhouse, and um, the way it was set up is there was a there was a like a studio apartment above the garage uh, that someone else lived in, and so my wife and my daughter and and I we lived in the 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 main unit of the townhouse. The garage was behind us and above the garage was someone else and there was a separation between the two structures by a small backyard okay so so how it worked out was the townhouse and the small backyard was our area the garage was a shared area and from the garage there was there's a series of steps that took the back tenant up to that person's unit and so the only part of access that that person had was his actual unit, his part of the garage and some storage space in the garage as well, okay? So he did not have access to the backyard or, or shouldn't have had access into the backyard, okay? So one day there's a new person moving in there and uh, into the unit above the garage. And as he's moving his stuff in, you know, we, I remember looking out the, the back sliding glass door and that new tenant had put up a set of table and chairs in the backyard right in front of our back door. And, and I was taken aback, right? Because we were really clear when he moved in uh, because the owner had asked us to vet him and speak with him and, and handle part of that process, and and which we did. And so we were very clear about which was our space And which was his space. And he completely blew through that boundary, brings all of his stuff, puts a table in chair. So not only uses the space that wasn't his space to use, he then puts his table and chairs right in front of our back door. So for us to even get in and out of our townhouse would have required Um, some shimmying, right, to get around the stuff. And i got to be honest with you, man, that was irritating. That was annoying, and we were upset. Well, the same thing happens in our relationships, right? Boundaries are the guidelines that people have that teach us or to tell us how to deal with them. I've often heard it said, I think it's John Townsend who says it, but I'm not sure, uh, that boundaries are where we start and others end. Okay. And so boundaries are really, really huge. So when you're dealing with people, whether it's your spouse, it's your kids, it's a coworker, it's a boss, it's the barista at your favorite coffee shop, the boundaries that those people have, well, those are the guidelines that they have in how, in in them showing you how to deal with them. So When someone establishes a boundary with you and you blast through it, you criticize it, or you don't even try to honor it, that erodes trust and safety. In the book of Proverbs, uh, it says this, a gossip betrays a confidence but a trustworthy person keeps a secret, right? So even something like someone sharing with you a story, someone sharing with you an experience, someone sharing with you something in confidence, you sharing that story, you sharing that thing when you shouldn't breaks, the con- breaks their confidence in you and it breaks their trust. If you wanna build a foundation of safety and trust in your relationships, you must avoid boundary busting. Okay, big thing you need to avoid is do not be consistently inconsistent and or unpredictable. So if people do not know what to expect from you, that is a huge trust buster. If they don't know if you're going to be in a good mood or a bad mood today, if they don't know whether you're going to be on the mountaintop or if you're going to be in the valley today, If they're not sure if you're going to blow a gasket or throw a party, that is a huge, huge trust buster. Because what that ends up doing is it creates this unsettledness with them. They never know what to expect with you. They don't know what it's going to be like. Every day they walk into the office, they look into your office wondering, how are you going to be? Or maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your kids. And they don't ever know how you are going to be. If people don't know what to expect from you, that erodes their feeling of safety and trust, even if they love you, even if they like you, even if they are crazy about you. But if you're always inconsistent, so if you're consistently inconsistent or consistently unpredictable, if you've got like these sudden changes in your personality, you've got huge mood swings, if you've got this erratic behavior without them being able to see why that's happening, if without them being able to reasonably see, I totally understand why that's going on. Again, that makes the people in your life feel untethered and unsettled, makes them doubt the stability of you, the stability of the relationship, and it absolutely erodes their safe, their feeling of safety and trust with you. Oh, here's another big one that erodes safety and trust, and it's not keeping your mouth closed oh man i have been on the giving end of this one so many times i remember meeting with a mentor and he said ramel never miss an opportunity to keep your mouth shut of course we know that we absolutely can hurt people with the words that we say and sometimes it's or oftentimes i would say that occurs even when we think we're doing the right thing, right? And so that can be anything from when someone, when you give an unsolicited advice to someone, when you try to fix someone, when you try to tell someone what to do or what they should have done or how they should have handled it. You you know what I'm saying, right? That creates an erosion of safety and trust. And, and, And here's the thing, guys, I need you to hear me on this one. And this is true, even if what you said is true. This is true, even if what you said actually does apply. So what I would just venture to say is when you are tempted to say something, if you've got a doubt about whether or not you should say it, just make sure you pause, 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 pause. Before you open your mouth and say something before you open your mouth and say something you. If you want to build safety and trust in relationships, keep your mouth closed um, when necessary. And then the last big thing that you want to avoid, if you want to build foundation of safety and trust in all of your relationships, is avoid not owning it. Sometimes the most powerful and simple thing you can do is to just acknowledge and own up to your own stuff right? Because when you specifically and when you directly own where you've fallen short, where you've made a mistake, where you've just completely messed up, when you take responsibility for it, when you don't point fingers, when you don't blame others, here's what happens. People's belief and trust in you will rise. Now, I share this interesting tidbit often when I speak for corporate clients on creating amazing customer service experiences. Did you know that customers that have negative situ- have a negative situation with a company that was successfully handled and resolved by the company will often have a higher impression of the company after the problem has been resolved than they did before so how you respond to your own mistakes your own bad decisions your own poor actions your lapses of judgment will reveal your character to others okay And when you handle it well, and people see what they perceive to be your true character and handling it well and being humble and offering mercy and grace and just being honest and going, oh man, I blew it. Their belief in you will soar. And so will their feeling of safety and trust with you. Conversely, when you don't own it. When you don't take responsibility when you point fingers and you tell everyone else why that thing happened your safety and trust factor will go down faster than a drunk hillbilly who has had way too much moonshine <laughs> oh. so before we wrap up this episode let's review what we talked about if you want to have great relationships at home at work in life You must be trustworthy and safe to the people in your life. Remember, you're always building trust or breaking trust. The four big things to avoid, to avoid breaking safety and trust in your relationships are this. Number one, don't lie, cheat, or steal. Number two, avoid boundary busting. Three, avoid being consistently inconsistent or consistently unpredictable Number four, avoid opening your mouth when you don't need to be opening your mouth. And number five, avoid not owning it. Friends, you are worth having safe, and trusting relationships. So surround yourself with safe and trustworthy people. And if you've got some people in your life that aren't safe or trustworthy, make sure you develop healthy boundaries to be able to love those folks in a healthy and safe and wonderful manner. And don't forget to be safe and trustworthy yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And until next time, I'd love to say a blessing over you. If you share my faith, amen, join in with me. And if you don't share my faith, I hope you will receive this simply as a blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. This is the Rommel Anakin Show, and we'll see you next time.